Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 43. So Brooke, here's an interesting topic for us to talk about today and it's one that is right up both our alleys, I think. Um, It is the concept of enough. So um, initially, I will admit, I was really only thinking about this one in terms of money. And for me, that was like easy. I was like, of course, I know exactly what enough money looks like for for me. But then you you mentioned that enough can apply much more broadly to stuff, to self, to achievement. And that's the point where as a dedicated striver, I got really uncomfortable. Um, So thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's my goal to make you uncomfortable. Um, It's happened many times in this podcast over this year. Um, But yeah, let's start with money Mm because I think that's probably maybe an easier one for both of us to ponder. What For you, what's enough when it comes to money? This is not an easy one for me to ponder at all. I feel so uncomfortable. I, I... I don't love talking about money, never have, uh, and I think it kind of taps into my maybe my minimalistic tenden- idealistic tendencies of what if we had a world that didn't have money? That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I think for me it makes me uncomfortable for a whole heap of reasons, but I think talking about what's enough money just makes me like sort of squeeze my hands tightly because what a question, you know, what a, what a, yeah. we talk about privilege a lot in this, this kind of podcast. And it, it's sort of, it's such a privileged question. Like what, what does enough look like? Hmm. And it's, there's nothing wrong with the question at all. It's just my, my weirdness that makes me kind of uncomfortable with, with dealing with it. But I think the, the thing that I've realized over the years is that we might have, like a figure in our head that we say, I'll have enough when we have X dollars in the bank or when we earn Y number of dollars a month. And then you get to that. You're like, well, that wasn't quite enough. So let's just raise the roof on enough a little bit and then that'll be enough and then I won't need to worry about it ever again. And I, I feel like unless you approach that, issue of enoughness particularly when it comes to money but I think it also applies with stuff unless you approach it very intentionally like very with a very strong boundary on it it's so easy for it to continue to expand yeah and there's I'm not judging like that's there's no judgment in in what I'm saying because I think it's completely human and very universal particularly in societies where there is the potential to just up it a little bit you know just a smidge yeah (laughs) And so I think that like that's that's I guess my realization over the last few years, particularly talking to people who have completely eschewed that whole idea of continuing to just up it a little bit, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And what they've found is that they're, they're in the moment, if they choose to feel that they have enough, then they have enough. Like yes. this moment, it is enough. And that you know that's kind of getting out into the 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 less about money and more about contentment I suppose but I think that they're all really very closely linked but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because you're like yeah yeah I can totally nail this enough thing when it comes to money whereas I sort of shriveled up a little bit (laughs) (laughs) 
I wonder why that is. I think I, uh, my personality type is singularly unmotivated by money. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that yours is and that's why you're uncomfortable with it. I'm just saying I think the reason why I can come to a peaceful place with where enough is and I have it, I, I know exactly where enough is and I think kind of where we are almost right at this point in time, barring, you know, any major freaking disasters, several of which have happened in recent times. But for me, enough is we can pay our bills. There's some left over that creates a buffer for when unexpected things happen. And then for me also, it's funny, I was talking about this with Carly in the Straight and Curly podcast because we were talking about managing money and some people are spenders and some people are savers. And she was quite shocked to find out that I was a spender Mm -hmm. because she was like your personality type. I just assumed you would be a saver. You're a control freak. You know, you (laughs) like being on top of things. But I'm a spender, not on things. I'm a spend. I like spending my money on people, like on, Mm -hmm. you know, like I love being able to say, let's go out for dinner or, you know, or if like say you come to, you're coming to stay with me next week and, we'll go out for dinner. I want to be able to say, look, I'll take care of this. And I realize that doing that sometimes makes people uncomfortable, but that's that's kind of my definition of having enough. Like if I've got enough money to pay my own bills and not be like, because I've been in that, I guess I spent the vast, vast majority of my life where we had just enough growing up. Like my mum was constantly moving money around between accounts and credit cards and things to pay mm-hmm. for the things that we needed, but there was no room for wants in our life. Like yeah. we had what we needed and that, and, and that, and we, so, and I knew that that was not enough. Like just being able to pay for what the absolute base necessities and having to always fret, that's not enough money in my, in my brain. Mm-hmm. In, enough is there's money to pay for the things that need to be paid for. There's money to be paid to pay for those kind of wants, but then I do have a very simple life and I don't have big wants. Like, you know, I've got a very nice house now and that was a definite want. But then it's kind of like I said to Ant when we were building this house and we've got a couple of investment properties and I kind of said to him, I said, when we finish building this house and we're living in that house, I'm like, that's it. Like there's no more, we don't need to push anymore. We don't need to go buy any more investment properties. We don't need a holiday house down south. We don't need any of these things. Like where we are now, that's it. That's the ceiling of kind of where we want to be. So I guess that that's, I've reached the point of enough. We're kind of here at the moment. And yeah, and that's where I kind of feel like enough is where you have been able to go. We're there and we're not then going, what's the next thing and what's the next thing? And I feel like because we um we have financial advisors that we work really closely with um, and they help us manage our money with regard to both, you know, setting ourselves up for the future but also making sure that we have able to enjoy our lifestyle now. So they've helped us build to this point but now we've said to them, right, we're, we're done building. We, we just want to consolidate and enjoy what we have now. And to me, like knowing where the point of – okay, we're building to this point and then we're happy there. That's kind of knowing what your enough is if you want to, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, no, that makes perfect sense. No, <laughs> it does. It's it's like that's a definition of enough that I completely 
agree with that you're not it's not a constant striving for more and more and more you knew what you were looking for you knew what you were like you're aiming for and you get there and you're like oh that that is enough you know and I think for me probably one of the reasons I find the conversation about it I've always been like this I mean when I used to run my jewelry business I used to cringe whenever I asked someone to pay for a piece that they were buying you know like I I've, I've always I don't know had a, a a strange sort of relationship with with the transaction of money you know from yeah. someone's hands to mine and and I like that's a different thing I think I don't know where that comes from to be perfectly honest but uh I th- actually I you know what I think it's tied up with self-esteem and and self-worth and value and things like that as well but I think one of the things that I keep coming back to with this idea of enough is it's, you know, it's malleable, it's flexible, we can stretch it, yeah. we, can, we can do what we want with it essentially and we can rationalise it to look however we want. And then I keep coming back to this quote that sort of does the rounds on Instagram occasionally, which is, you know, no matter what you have, someone in the world would be happier with less than oh, what I you know. have. <laughs> you know, and, and it's to me that's just a, a real perspective shifter to say yep you know what that's absolutely right like yes we could upgrade our lounge and then that would be enough because we have everything that we we need and then you think oh but you know there's someone who would just be happy with a house to have a lounge in you know there's such a guilt thing tied that's a catholic guilt quote that one if ever i saw and we spoke about this last week i'm not even catholic so you know (laughs) far out Catholic biosmosis, I think. <laughs> and, and that's it. So I, when it comes to financial enough, because this is a thing, like I don't know about other people, but the really the only thing that other than loved ones being, you know, getting really sick and potentially dying, like the only thing that really stresses me out in life is uncertainty around money. Right. So I guess that's why I can, and, and like I said, it comes from that, you know, watching my parents, you know, juggle, you know, five kids and trying to, you know, we were never poor, but we were like, you know, every, every paycheck was spent before we received it. And then when I started working, I was the same, like every pay, you know, to meet, to make my cost, every paycheck was allocated before I got it. So yeah, all my money issues are tied up in that and all my anxieties and uncertainty around money are tied up in in that experience growing up. And so once I got to the point in life where it was like, oh, I can breathe just simply because a bill comes in and I know I can pay it because there's money there in the bank. And then, oh, the washing machine just died and, oh, I've you know, it irritates me because I, you know, I'm one of those people, I, I'm not a saver, but I do, when I do save money, I hate having to dip into it. It's yeah. a really weird, <laughs> it's a, it's, but it's like, that's what you saved it for to pay for these things. But, but I'm not a saver. So when I save it, I like that money just sitting there, but yeah, it's all funny issues. But, um, and I think, I think it all comes from where we've come from. Like that's the thing. Like if you've grown up, with access to tons of money, like I can't even imagine what your enough might look like. Mm. But, and then also there's the converse of it. Like um, if you've grown up with access to no money and then suddenly you have it and then you get used to having it 
and then you just want more of it. Like, so I don't know why I'm able to put such a definite ceiling on like, say where we are right now, this is great. It's, we've got money to pay all our bills. We've got money to be generous if we want to be generous without being stupid about it. And we've got money to go on the odd little holiday here and there and deal with contingencies if they happen. And that's all we need, you know, and we don't need the holiday house or the boat or the, you know, but that's not to say, like, as you said, I'm not judging people for whom the boat is the, is the ceiling for enough or, you know, but I think that it's important to kind of pick something and make, say to yourself that that's, that's your point of enough and aim for it and and then enjoy it when you get there, which yes. is then why I get really uncomfortable when we talk about, well, like what's enough when we're talking about st- um, self and achievement because like there's no enough for me in those regards. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I, that, I think that's really important and probably why you're so at peace with the like, with where you've arrived at with the idea of enough when you're talking, you know, financially because you've set that, ceiling and you're not changing it you know and I think that that is is a really important kind of element to to look at whenever we're talking about the idea of enough I mean financially as I mentioned in the beginning and probably why I don't know I I I felt conflicted I suppose talking about it but I just see so many people go well this will be enough this you know this annual income will be enough and then they get there and they think well no no actually this like this let's just up it by 10% and then uh, you know like maybe another 10% that'll definitely be enough and I think that that's probably partly from I guess changing standards and circumstances and all that all of that but also just not necessarily having that ceiling that you you guys have you know you've obviously worked really hard to come to that and figure out what that looks like and then you're just happy you know, they, yeah. that, that is genuinely enough for you. And I think, and I think it's a lifestyle thing as well. Like I think the, the key is that we've gone, this is the kind of lifestyle that we want to have. And we've kind of gotten to that point of having that lifestyle. And, and for whatever reason, we are happy to stay at that lifestyle. And we're not suddenly shooting to, I don't know, go to expensive balls on the weekend or maybe it's because we have simple needs. Like mm. we, we don't want to go out and party on the weekends or we don't care about um, being seen or famous or anything like that. So it's easy for us the to status have just this. doesn't, it's not a consideration. Yeah. 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 We don't need anything more than what we have. And I'm not saying that makes us better or worse than other people. I'm just saying like we're lucky in that regard that we – we don't. Have, we have very simple needs and mm. desires. Um, we like sleep, and we like <laughs> lying on the couch and watching, binge watching Suits. And so I don't know what we're going to do when Suits is finished, because then we won't have enough because we want more Suits. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a problem. We're up to season five, and there's only six seasons so far. So maybe we should re-record this conversation. Yeah, we're going to revisit this in a couple of months. Yeah, you, you you smug thing. You thought you had enough. Now look at you. You can't deal because there's no more suits. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. It's Love that everything can't, everything comes the conversation. Back to <laughs> it does right now. <laughs> so go I really back. hope there. Sorry, you go. You go. No, no, no. Now I want to hear about your your plans for. Um, crowdfunding season seven of Suits, and you'd be like, "We don't have enough to reach out." 
like I said, that's when people are going, yeah, you were all smug about mm-hmm. it and now look at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not enough, guys. We need more. Uh, I think, I, I think though, going back to what you, you tried very nicely to steer me into this part of the conversation, I steered us back, but uh, like achievement, I think, and, and striving. And, and I think I've probably stepped way back from that, actually, uh, uh, that, that constant striving. Well, yes and no, actually, I think. I'm going to say very yes and no. Yeah, very yes and no. Like, there's not, yeah. there's not the, the pressured kind of self-judgment, like mm. harsh judgment on myself with it. It's probably more like a maybe a holistic <laughs> striving or, you know, I, I've, more I'm intentional much more, striving, yeah, I I'm guess. much more healthy in my, you know, in my desire to, to achieve something. And I also haven't tied my identity to those things, whereas I used to. I used to draw my self-worth and my enoughness as a person from what I was able to achieve, whereas now I like myself enough as I am, which seriously, I didn't think I'd say that six months ago. Mm. I now don't need those things to happen. Those external things, external achievements for me to go, Hey, you're all right. You know? So I think that that's definitely a whole other area of enoughness and how we combat that. Because I think this is something that, that you, that you have to combat quite a lot. You know, that, that where's the line between striving and contentment? You know, and because they can yeah. coexist, I think. Um, oh yeah. But I, but it's very easy to kind of blur the lines. I think between what's enough, personally, and what's... blur the lines like long jump over, the line. <laughs> take a fl- take a flying leap over the line. Is and there this a line? Is, yeah. there? I didn't see a line. <laughs> There's no line. Because I, you know, obviously I'm I passionately believe in having a growth mindset. So of yeah. Of just wanting to be better, I, I just and I don't want to be. I get, and I think that's where the piece that I've found with it is that in the past I've wanted to be heaps better. Like where I am right now, I can see where I want to be, and I just want to be there now. Mm. And whereas I, I've kind of come to that same piece as you, where it's like you know what, where like who I am and where I am now, that that is certainly enough. Um, but I do enjoy striving and I do enjoy achieving. And now I just set the bar, like there's a bar that's far, like, you know, that's the ultimate, that's where I'm going to. But I do set myself like the little incremental things and I've taken the very much, like you can only do what you can with what you have right now Mm -hmm. kind of approach to things so yeah so while I do passionately believe that both that we are both enough but never enough Mm -hmm. (laughs) that makes any sense that's a really scary kind of dichotomy but yeah I think we need to be happy and content with who we are in order to strive in a healthy way Mm. And I feel like I've gotten to that point where I can go, yes, I'm very happy with where, where I am now and what I've achieved in life and who I am as a person, but I can be better mm. and I want to be better. And I don't think it's a bad thing to want to be better and always want to be better than kind of, the, you know, I kind of just go, I just want to be a little bit better, a tiny bit better than I was, the person I was yesterday. I think the question is, why do you want to be better? You know, I, I think that the 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 
like the positivity of the striving or the, the potential negativity of the striving is tied up in why you're doing it. Like, are you doing it because you don't like the person that you are or you're trying to impress someone or you're trying to achieve a certain status, all of which are kind of external, or are you doing it because you want to, you know, you know what I mean? Like there's a, I think yeah. there's, there's different reasons for wanting to be more because I think you're absolutely right just saying and it's a really kind of confronting thing to have to say (laughs) i am enough it really is but i think to to say that and accept it and mean it in the moment like in right this very second in all of your you know quote unquote imperfections and quirks and flaws and strengths and weaknesses and to say right now i am enough is I don't, maybe that's just me, but it, it's it's a very oh, uncomfortable no, thing to... Oh, no, it's a frightening thing to, for a is. lot of people to say. And what right. I feel like happens as a result of saying it and meaning it is I am enough, so I'm not coming at achievements or goals from a scarcity mindset. Yes. I'm not doing it because I'm not enough, because I don't have enough. I already am enough. I'm doing it for other reasons, for growth, for improvement, for you know, helping someone for spreading good vibes, like for whatever it is. I think the the reasons for it are important. Do you see that like that as well? And do you find it scary to say I'm enough? I find it scary to say I'm enough from a striver point of view because I feel like I'm almost putting a ceiling Hmm. on where – I can go and I don't like the thought of putting a ceiling on where I can go as a person. Um, But I do really love what you said there about striving to be better from a position of abundance Mm -hmm. rather than scarcity. So you're not going, I don't have these things and I want these things like striving for it from the place of I am a good person and I am enough, but I know I can be better is is everything Mm. and I just think you know if people if pretty much because this is obviously all tied up in self-esteem and self-worth and I do think that you know people I know in my life who suffer from a lack of self-esteem and self-worth yeah I see that striving and it has a desperation to it but it's all hung up on them trying to get something they think they don't have and it's all the focus is on what I don't have as opposed to enhancing, you know, the, the beautiful things and the amazing things that they do have. Um, yeah, it's a, ooh, it's a kind of a big, <laughs> mm. that's kind of a big topic. So, yeah, I just think it's, uh, I think of a lot of the people who kind of in our group, I, I'd love to put this to the, and we will put it to the guys and guys and girls in our group on in our let it be group on Facebook, get it out, Kelly, <laughs> and just say to them, are you able to say to yourself, I am enough? Because, yeah, it is, it's a confronting and frightening thing to say. It is. And isn't that a really indicting reflection on society as we know it? Mm-hmm. That something so simple is so difficult for people to really own and oh, to say it almost as. And to not, you know, and I, and I guess this is also our Australianism and, mm-hmm. the, you know, the top poppy syndrome because to 
to stand there as an Australian and say, I am enough. Like people are going to be like, shut up, you wanker. Like, yeah, you are (laughs) such a tool. (laughs) Who do you even think you are? And so this is, this is another thing that holds us back from doing it. But when, but the people who we look to, who carry themselves with, you know, confidence, and who we kind of like find ourselves attracted to, that's, the place that they're generally coming from, mm. that enough place. And then, you know, and I, I guess I've gotten better at like, you know, the ones who are out there and they've got a billion followers and mad raving fans and yet I see below the surface of everything that they're putting out there uh, the message that they don't feel that they're enough and then this is their way of kind of feeling like they are but it's all external and they don't believe it in themselves and mm. I just think – how are you going to get to a place where you believe this in yourself? Like when you just said, when you said it a few minutes ago, like I am enough, like I heard surprise in your voice. (laughs) (laughs) Like you couldn't believe that you were saying this thing. And you kind of said like, I probably wouldn't be able to say that six months ago, but isn't that cool to be able to say that with conviction? It is. Terrifying. Where do you think it's come from? Just putting you on the spot here. (laughs) Uh, This year has been a big one for me. It really has. It's, and you know, for, at the risk of sounding like a bit of a douchey woo-woo person, I think it's honestly come from a lot of like meditation and self-reflection, honestly. I just, and, and things as simple as saying something nice to myself about myself on a daily basis. Uh, you know, it, it, and just a slow realization that not only you're not, Hey Brooke, you're not that shit. Like you're okay (laughs) (laughs) to actually like almost an active, I actually, you're a bit better than not shit. You're, you know, you're, you're a good person. Maybe I still feel very strange about saying it. Uh, very, very strange. Probably the most nervous thing. He was <laughs> maybe the most nervous in a long time. Brooke's uh, like deleting this recording as we speak. And I am. Going, I don't. Oops. I don't know what you're talking about, Kelly. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm recording at mine. But you know, this is funny because this all this comes back to the stories we tell ourselves, mm. and like I just had like not this blinding realization, but like last night, the phrase changing the stories we tell ourselves is as simple as changing the stories we tell ourselves. Yep. Like that thought popped into my mind last night. I think it was when I was watching Suits. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody changed the story they were telling themselves and it was because they simply just made up their mind that they were going to change their story. Yes. And, and it played out in quite a powerful way on the show and I was just like, huh, like life can sometimes be that simple, can't it? Like it simply you taking time this year to self-reflect and sit with uncomfortable thoughts and, you know, in, instead of pushing them away or, or, in, or entertaining them is hugely impactful and has like, yeah, like legit the start of this year, you would not have said that Mm-mm. those words. Mm-mm. And I think that that is just really huge and hopefully people listening to this episode are kind of catching that and understanding it and maybe being impacted by it because I know there are people who listen to this show who don't feel like they're enough and I do wonder if 
they just simply change the story that they're telling themselves. And, you know, I know that we can spend a lot of time in therapy and because you and I have spent time in therapy, maybe this is the only reason we've been able to come to certain realizations. But I do sometimes think we can overcomplicate things and think we've got to do a heap of work to get to a certain place when maybe we can make things a bit simpler than than we think they are. Yeah, I agree. I think even just something as simple as shifting the language that we use to talk about ourselves or talk, you know, internally to ourselves, just a tiny shift and just make a handful of those tiny shifts over time can make such a difference, you know? Um, yeah. And for me, it's, it's been nothing groundbreaking. It's probably having conversations like this that have probably shone a light on the different things that we have open to us in terms of, of shifting and changing the stories that we tell. And even just recognizing that it's not this universal truth. It's just a story that I'm telling myself about myself. Recognizing yeah. that is huge. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I think it's really important to, to say, well, you know, that's actually not true. That's not the truth. That's just the story that you're telling yourself about yourself. And I think even just recognizing that has been really big. And I think that that's something that's open to everyone. You know, that's, that's yeah. doesn't need to be tied to anything other than recognizing the fact that we're telling ourselves these stories about ourselves and they're not necessarily true, you know, or, 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 or the only sort of thing going on. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing really to sort of recognize that, that, that stories, you know, shape the way we view ourselves. To me, there's just so much power in that. And I think that, um, yeah, if we can, if we can learn to harness them in a more positive way, then I think that there's a lot of enoughness to be found on the other side of it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag Let It Be Pod. Or uh, head over to letitbe.fm and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. And finally, if you wanted or felt you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And um, you know, we, we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what you think. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.